You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, you got to listen in every Tuesday to stay up to date on the most recent medication therapy topics. Game Changers creates awareness about pharmacotherapy and clinical practice changes that can significantly impact pharmacy practice. Every Tuesday, a new episode of Game Changers is published on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. And always remember, the pharmacist is the hub of healthcare. Hey, Pharmanizers, Cal here again from the editing room. If y'all have been following our social media platforms, you've probably seen the recent giveaways and the cool Let's Pharmanize merch we've given out. We are incredibly grateful for all of the wonderful comments about the gear, and we wanted to let you know that we heard you. So we've set up our own Let's Pharmanize merch store through Teespring, and let me tell you, it is so cool. T-shirts, hoodies, masks, neck gaiters, mugs, accessory bags, every Let's Pharmanize item you could ever want or need, we got them. And unlike many stores like it, the entire proceeds of your purchase will go directly to funding our Let's Pharmanize podcast. To celebrate this monumental occasion, we want to thank you by giving you 30% off your first purchase. Just use the code LP30 at checkout to get 30% off your order. To get started, please go to www.teespring.com slash stores slash Let's Pharmanize. Again, that's www.teespring.com slash stores slash Let's Pharmanize. The link will also be in on our social medias and in the description. Thank you for your continuing kindness and support. We can't thank you enough, but we can hook you up with the best merch in town. Also, take a pic and tag us with the merch to get an even better discount on your next purchase. Okay, that's it. Back to the show. Let's Pharmanize is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, home of the number one pharmacy podcasting platform in the world. Welcome to Let's Pharmanize, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm Cal Vandergrift. I'm Shane Garretson. And I'm Mickey Ferguson. And today we're going to be talking about the medicine of Metal Gear Solid. All that and more on Let's Pharmanize. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The views and opinions expressed within are those of the authors and speakers themselves and do not necessarily represent any affiliated institution or third party. start out with a basic knowledge check. Have either of you played any of the Metal Gear Solid games? My brother does a lot, but I have never wound up playing it. Okay. Doesn't he get a horn in one of them? Yeah, at the very end of the series, he does. Never played it, but I remember the horn. That's good. It's important. It's very plot relevant, but we're not going to get to that one. We're also not going to be discussing Metal Gear Solid 4 or any of the other spin-off games like Peace Walker or Portable Ops or anything like that. We're just going to be going over the first three games, so let me give you a synopsis for the first game. You play as Solid Snake. You are a military legend. You have saved the world twice already. 
and your country needs you again. Like JFK. JFK, save the world. Yeah. Bonus points if uh, if you guys want to look up a picture of Solid Snake. I know what he looks like. Oh, you know what he looks like? Yeah. yeah. I played, do you know what, I played do you know what character Bros. he's based off of? I know place. I, I played Super character. Smash Bros. Yeah. I don't like, know what character. Like he's actually movie? from... Rambo. He's, no, he's not based on Rambo. Give me a hint. Don't tell me yet. Uh, 80s movie. Rambo. <laughs> it's not Rambo. Well, wait. Is it Rambo? <laughs> Dude, come on. It's me, Rambo. Rambo think. 2. No. Is it is it the guy from... um? Oh, what's the name of that the movie? It's got like death in the name or kill? Nope. Kill Bill? No, not Kill Bill. That wasn't the 80s. <laughs> oh, it's 90s. Uh, Need another hint? Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Closer, but no. Oh, okay. Uh, wears a bandana, has a mullet, is trying to save the president. Okay, I do know it. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China, right? Nope. No way. What? You're, cl- you're getting way closer. Oh, is it Kurt oh, Russell? No, no, it no. is Kurt Russell. Oh. Rambo 3. From Escape from New York. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. That's not part of the series. It has to be. It's Escape from New York and Escape from Los Angeles. And Escape from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, look, we're working out right now. Anyway, I was just trying to give you guys a better idea of where that character came from. So you guys have like a mental picture of the the tough guy, the the gravelly voice. This is Snake. Like that kind of thing. Anyway, military legend country needs you terrorists have taken over a nuclear installation in alaska so you can imagine how bad that is already um by the way they're also developing a new way to launch nuclear missiles that's a giant 90 foot walking tank so oh yeah i do remember seeing like still images of that thing yeah so you're supposed to infiltrate them and you know sabotage everything but along the way you have to get your routine vaccinations like we love to write on our soap notes every time as we don't and and part of these vaccinations is uh oops we gave you a virus that's actually going to kill you and not anyone else just specifically you because we don't want you to outlive this mission Mm. also kind of another concept they took from escape from new york but it backfires because oopsie daisy we put in the wrong genetic variations in this virus and it actually kills the main villain for some reason because the main villain, surprise, is actually a clone. Okay. And you're a clone, too, which Me? doesn't make any sense why it would kill him but not you. Clone of Kurt Russell? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll settle for that. Yeah, but he's blonde and has blue eyes. They're beautiful, compassionate eyes. Snake has blonde hair? No. Oh, okay. I thought he had brown hair or, like, black yeah, hair. Yeah, he, he, like, Snake is basically just a Kurt Russell ripoff. Like I said, the only reason I know it is, like, him crawling around in boxes and also Smash Bros. That's, like, it. Yeah, that's a pretty central theme, is crawling around in a box. Isn't that where the dummy thick meme came from? Yes. Yeah? That is a very good meme. Colonel, I'm trying to sneak around. Snake? Snake? Snake! Yeah, that was the original meme. Wow, you know all sorts of great quotes, don't you? That was such a good one. But the only other medically related thing besides that virus that is supposed to kill you and only you, F for realism, doesn't doesn't work like that guys is uh they actually use chlorine gas in one of the uh the segments of the game and you have to go find a gas mask which also gets an f because a gas mask isn't really going to protect you from chlorine unless it's like a full suit doesn't that burn the skin yeah yeah so he does have like a like a diving suit on but i don't think that that's exactly what happens because a wetsuit is meant to get wet and that kind of stuff. So F for realism on that game. However, the next game is a lot more interesting. Are you grading them or are you hitting F to pay respects? No, F, grade. <laughs> not not good science. Next one, equally bad science, but way more interesting. 
we're not going to go over the plot of the second game because it gets into some really weird postmodern themes about what exactly it means to be a person in the physical world but also in the virtual world it gets really weird so skipping the synopsis there's a boss you fight that's literally a vampire <laughs> classic and the the science way that they say that he has his super like super strength and super healing and inability to like bleed is basically they pumped him full of nanomachines that release drugs into his body whenever he needs certain drugs. Mm -hmm. So I thought about this for a second. It's like, okay, well, what if we did have, like, little tiny robots that dispense drugs when you needed them? Um, So, like, if you got shot, you could have drugs that or something that coagulates, like a styptic, into the bloodstream. And then I thought about it for a second and be like, no, that would cause major major thromboembolism (laughs) throughout your whole body if there was any kind of vascular damage whatsoever for the external pathway. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well... Could you use it for anything else? And I just kept going through these scenarios in my head, and it's like, I can't really find a way in which these little robots that dispense drugs as needed would be any better than just taking a pill. So that one gets an F2, but it regains its composure somewhat. Cal, you want to jump in? Oh, just, this hasn't gotten out. Normally we, we would build, you know, we, we would normally say the good things when we're grading things. And then, you know, started, Mickey's just over here like, this is an F2, I'll be real. Yeah. <laughs> this is harsh. No, but it, the game does get something right. Because in one of the sections, you have to listen out for someone's heartbeat. And you won't, you're listening for their heartbeat because the only information you're given about one of the 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 um they're like undercover agents i guess but there's like a weird spy word mole yes mole the only information you're giving about a mole in the complex is that they have a pacemaker hmm. you basically have like a big electronic stethoscope which you can use to to hear different people's heartbeats and the the one with the pacemaker sounds different like it's a different rhythm so i thought that was really cool that is cool that is cool so that one gets a pretty big a for realism and I really like that section because I thought that was a clever way for them to do the whole, like, spy, like, 007 agent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything else is extremely unrealistic. It's pretty convenient that not only they had the technology to do that on hand, but that the one guy that they were looking for happens to have a pacemaker. Because I'd imagine that the amount of people who are eligible for special agent work typically don't meet the same kind of criteria as people who are eligible for pacemakers. Well, he was more, like, as an insert because it was a government facility. So he was just, like, a governmental employee. Okay. Can I ask you a completely unrelated question, but relevant to the to the video games? As long as it's not sports related. No, it isn't. Okay. Who, is, who is Psycho Mantis? Ooh, I see you like to play Castlevania. So basically, Psycho Mantis is a boss from the first Metal Gear Solid game who is infamous because before the days of the internet, well, you had the internet, but it was kind of crap. Eh. It was dial-up. Yeah, yeah. it was dial-up. No one could figure out how to beat him because the secret to beating him was you had to physically unplug your controller from the first controller port, plug it into the second controller port, and then continue the the boss fight. And you would need to do this several times going back and forth. And there was even, I think there was a myth floating around that you had to power off your PlayStation to beat him, like, for good. Like, once you got him, like, the last few hits, you would have to turn off your PlayStation. <laughs> oh, that was uh, such a good time. I, don't, I didn't rage at that at all um, when, I, when I read that. Uh, but 
No, that that's basically who Psycho Mantis is. All the bosses in the Metal Gear series are very like quirky, unique. So like for the first game, you had Revolver Ocelot, who his shtick was he was the fastest gun in the West. He only used revolvers in an age of fully automatic assault rifles, as you do. I don't think that would work very well, I think. Uh, yeah, it didn't. He, uh, he actually <laughs> lost to a robot ninja who sliced his hand off. Yeah, it makes sense. See, th- doesn't it? Th- yeah. Just random cyborg ninjas they cutting people's hands you. off. They always get you. Yeah. Then another one was, like, a, a woman who could use, like, psychic powers to control wolves, and she had a sniper rifle. It was weird. Hmm. I think I dated a girl like that. <laughs> Inside of you, there, are, there are two all. wolves. <laughs> And we all dated a girl like that who could yeah. control werewolves and stuff. Yeah. And had a sniper rifle for some reason. <laughs> and then you had Vulcan Raven who had, who had uh, control over ravens. There are a lot of ravens here. And he had a 20 millimeter Vulcan cannon. He The guy was like 7 foot 5. Okay, that's 350 cool. pounds. Seven, he was a shaman. Imagine a 7 foot 5 person being a superhero, right? And then you're like... Yeah, what do you do? Oh my god, you're awesome. I control ravens. <laughs> I mean, it's in his name. Yeah, yeah That's also stupid. like the least creative name. He's like, all right, I've got a Vulcan and I've got a raven. Call me Vulcan Raven. Yeah, it, it doesn't really evoke anything about the character either because he's actually like a very deep and introspective character. Is it just uh, like Edgar Allan Poe with superpowers? <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's uh, He has a very strong Native American background and... He's like okay, not Edgar Allan Poe. I okay. do this to reclaim the land of my ancestors. Do you defeat him by just like overdosing him on the streets of Baltimore? <laughs> Actually, there 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 is a very cheesy way to beat him where you take out a tranquilizer pistol and you shoot him about sixty times with a tranquilizer pistol, just like Edgar Allan Poe. It's the same thing. Oh my god! I'm glad we had that tangent. That was Yet fun. Another case on Let's Farmanize cracked. We did it. <laughs> So we'll move on to by far the most medically accurate game out of the series, and that's Metal Gear Solid 3. But first, a word from our sponsor. So this game is easily my favorite game in the series. It is the coolest thing ever. It is very much like a 007. You're in the 1960s. It's Soviets versus the U.S., spy versus spy. The U.S. sends in one of their own agents. They defect to the USSR, and they're about to leak the secrets of, you know, nuclear technology to the Soviets. But, oops, they're a double-double agent. They're still on the side of the U.S. They just pretended to defect. It's really, really interesting. But the, the first thing that happens to your character within, like, 30 minutes of playing the game is you get beat up by your mentor and thrown off of a bridge. So what do you have to do? Like, what do you do in that situation? You're behind enemy lines. You just fell off of a bridge, got your bones broken, lacerations. <sighs> I've been through a lot worse. Believe me. Keep on floating. I do field medicine. Or that. Yep. Take, you take out your sutures. You got stip, styptics, antidotes for various different antivenoms or various different poisonous animals. You have serum for... I forget. Is antidote for poisons and serums are for venoms? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Well, I think you can do antidotes for both. Antitoxin. And venom is what you use for venom. venom. An antitoxin is another thing. I don't know. Yeah, we I'm haven't we haven't gone over this in pharmacy school. Just FYI. So ironically, though, we don't know 
the name of Venom. Well, we know anti-Venom, but we're talking about Snake, and we don't know anything about Venom. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Do we? Would we cover this in vet medicine? Like, because dogs get like snake that. bites and stuff. Do we is that have class? that? Is that an elective? I thought. I think that's an elective for third year. I, I would definitely take that. I love animals. Well, except possums. <laughs> What's the obsession with hating on the possums? He's not here to defend possums. Ah, they're just, mm, just rodents. Sorry. They're pretty, they're pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah. So you have all of that stuff, and all of it's accurate. So, like, you, you wouldn't use a styptic on a broken bone, for example. It wouldn't do anything. And splinting a limb actually doesn't give you full use of it back like in some games. You would have to splint it, wrap a bandage around it. That would also use your resources. It would still be like your health would be decreased because that bone was previously broken. It's all very realistic. And there's also like a food system too. So like if you ate, like there's poison dart frogs in the game. If you didn't pay attention and you ate it, you would get poisoned. And if you didn't have any antidote, you would die. There's also milk snakes in the game. And I don't know if you guys know anything about snakes, but milk snakes are copies of another venomous snake, but they're not venomous. Hmm. But the downside is, is if you try to eat it for food, it causes unbearable diarrhea, like in real life. And they represent that with a, a stomach ailment, which basically drains your stamina completely and makes it almost impossible for you to actually like move in the game until you like treat the, um, the stomach ache, which I think what they use to represent that is actually not what do we have before ppis because this H2 was the 60s receptor, uh, oh before ppis yeah this is like in the 60s this isn't set in 1964 what do we have to treat it's like tums maybe calcium stuff calcium only the calcium based stuff yeah tums tums was around uh roll aids for a long time yeah roll aids have been around for a really long time yeah okay that makes sense what is roll aids is that calcium carbonate i think so it's one of the calciums actually not super good with over-the-counter brand names you had Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, it's calcium carbonate and magnesium hydroxide. Okay. But no, it's it gets really deep into that. I think there's like 50 or 60 animal species in the game. Whoa. And each of them have like different effects. And then you have like all the plants. Like some plants, like I think you can find like bamboo and you can use a certain amount of bamboo to make it a splint. Hmm. It's a really, really deep game. And I'm surprised that a game like it came out in like 2004. I think wow. it was like 04, 06, like very end of the PS2 era is when this game came out. And it was very like, it got praised because it's like, oh, everything is like super realistic, but it's like the fun kind of realistic. Not like you ate this to- poison dart frog, you have two minutes to get an antidote or you die. I think it was like, it was a slower death than that. I think it was like 15 minutes. Hmm. But from from three, we get back to the super unrealistic stuff in four and five that I don't want to go over because it's retreading the same ground in one. And honestly, most people don't have the, the tolerance for the games at that point because the, the story gets so convoluted. And I guess here's now's a good time to, to bring up is like, do you guys have any cool medical stories from video games that really spoke to your being? I really liked the animations in the Far Cry games. It was a really simple, like like a health pack mechanic mm-hmm. but it came along with like cool animations that were based on like the kind of injury you sustained so if you got shot you would like pull a bullet out of your arm and that was kind of cool or if you happened to like hurt yourself on a hang glider you would fix your broken thumb Ooh. so it would like repeat the same animations like broken wrist broken thumb broken arm or whatever like a series of maybe like maybe three or four animations per injury type but i thought it was still really cool i think uh i think my only major medical experience in video games is like the left for dead pills here <laughs> that's <about it. laughs> 
Uh, that's, that's a good meme, though. That's that's always a solid go-to when you're just like, I want to say something funny, but I don't know what to say. I really enjoyed the uh, the the amount of potions in Pokemon. I thought that was really good. <laughs> heal up your heal up your Pokemon. Yeah, I I always thought that they were just like oral potions, but apparently not. Um, in the later games, they're actually just like sprays you spray on your Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea, and I'm just like, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna spray my dog with some magic water be ready to get back in the ring i like when you're when you're playing skyrim and you have like a whole bunch of ingredients and you want to just like boost your alchemy so you just like eat all of the ingredients and then like as soon as you leave the menu you're hit with all of the effects all at once and it's like <laughs> and then you get like the the damage sound effect and then like the healing sound effect and like the magic of damage like all these and like your screen gets frozen over does he do this the scream too and he does he, it he, oh yeah he makes that like the uh, skyrim the pain sound. Oh. not that oh you're not shouting. Yeah. I played Skyrim. I have played Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do an episode on the Elder Scrolls because yeah. there's some really cool herbs in that in that game. Skuma. Skuma and, yeah. and Ninroot and a bunch of other interesting yeah. ones. That'd be pretty cool. Fun fun fact about Metal Gear Solid 3. If you go into the healing menu because it gives you like a full like an anatomical breakdown of Snake. Mm-hmm. If you spin him around using the, the right stick he'll act and exit the menu, he'll actually throw up. That's funny. I think there's, like, a couple weird inconsistencies, too. Like, I think smoking in that game, it'll decrease your health over time, but it'll actually raise your stamina, which I found was really weird. That's what, um... GTA V does that, doesn't it? GTA V, I don't know about GTA V, but, uh... What's the cowboy game? Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, it's the same Rockstar. Yeah, Yeah, it's Rockstar. Same con... Probably, then. I don't know if GTA... I don't remember GTA V having, like, smoking in it. They had smoking. I don't remember. Yeah, you could get them at the little, uh, little, uh, gas station. Oh, yeah. Well, in Red Dead, it, it increases your Deadeye ability, but it also, I think, it damages either stamina or health. I don't remember. Hmm. That is interesting. Oh, and then Red Dead... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to talk about that because we could do an episode about it. Well, mention it and we can... It's also a spoiler alert. When he gets tuberculosis in Red Dead 2, Arthur Morgan. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't played Red Dead During, like, yet. the whole a third act of the game, your character has tuberculosis. Oh, that's fun. It's really cool, actually. Like, it's just so nuts. Maybe not the whole third act. It's like a five-act game. It takes 80 hours. I haven't beaten it all the way. Yeah, I I just I I need to play it. It's so good. I I don't think I enjoyed Red Dead Redemption One really as much as a lot of other people did. So did you play Undead Nightmare though? Because Undead Nightmare was my favorite out of everything. Uh, Undead Nightmare was like a I had fun with that for about a couple hours. You you never played Undead Nightmare. I mean, I played the regular game, but you didn't get. I don't believe in DLC. It wasn't a DLC. It was a uh, it came when it came out for the 360 and PS3. It came like as a separate disc. Yeah, in the and it was like the dual whatever. Yeah, I I remember seeing it at GameStop for like ninety nine cents, and I picked it up. I will like, go back and play Undead Nightmare, but I won't go back and play Red Dead One again. Just cause. Did you get to the actual end of Red Dead One? Yeah. I don't want to spoil it because like I actually really enjoyed Red Dead One's story. I just didn't enjoy yeah. the game very much. But God, the I think it was like what would you say like the the big event happened. Like two thirds of the way through, yeah, out there. Oh, that I was just like, do I really have to do this? Yeah, no, there's no. Yeah, way I out. can't believe there, this isn't going in the podcast, but I can't believe you haven't played Undead Nightmare. What's I name? mean, it's not. It wasn't that I big of a. Don't remember release. if I played it or not. His family gets eaten by it by Uncle Uncle Bill or whatever. Gross. Now I got to go back and finish Red Dead Two because I'm in the epilogue. I'm really close to finishing. Oh, you go ahead and finish it. Yeah. 
But every time I do, I like play for an hour and then I like I get distracted to something else. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I now I kind of want to play like the Metal Gear games. I don't know if I ever go back to the old ones because once they like go past like ten years, it's really hard to replay old video games. Yeah, at least for me. If you didn't have the nostalgia from prior experiences, it's even hard. that it's kind of hard. My take is. If you can find it cheap and you have like a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox 360, pick up the HD collection. Because hmm. that has, I want to say, 1, 2, and Peace Walker, which, I mean, Peace Walker is like a side game, but it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and then I think they re released 3 on a bunch of different platforms, and that one is a must play for anyone. Like, even if like you never want to play any other Metal Gear Solid game, play 3, because it's just fun. It's like watching, watching a 007 movie, but like way better. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to keep up with our episodes and content. And special thanks to Kelly Kerr for making our music. I'll call if I'm feeling lonely.